Hello, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you're listening to VCR. Welcome back. As always, thank you for joining us again and again and again. So today brings us into an interesting world. Carlo, have you ever worked in an absolutely horrible job before? I have. Uh, In fact, I kind of feel like the best people have. There's something truly character building about having a bad job. If you can, and by the way, if you can just like walk away at any time, you've not had a shitty job. Yeah. Because a shitty job is something like, oh my God, I need to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. But I can't. If it's not a endless, uh, a ceaseless purgatory of shitty people to work with, people, shitty people to work for, and shitty people to come bother you at work, it's not really a shitty job. You just made a bad decision. <laughs> and I think it's fair to say a lot of us have made those bad decisions. I know I have had my fair share of shitty jobs and i'm like oh god i will never do that again i pray to god i'll never have to do that again because i have been in some really shitty jobs which brings us to our topic shitty jobs Shitty jobs (laughs) because podcasting is not a real job yet for us it isn't it we're not making enough to call this a job at all uh right now we're still in the hobby phase i think wouldn't you say (laughs) Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, voice acting, podcasting, and, and video work is is something I've been trying to turn into career into for a very long time mm-hmm. without uh, a lot of success. <laughs> yeah, I think. We'll do it. I like it. You and me both. You and yeah. me both. So here's the thing. So we're looking at shitty jobs, not just the shitty jobs that me and Carlo have worked at before, but shitty jobs in general and apparently there are a lot of them and i'm just going to go ahead and i'm going to ramble off a few off of a couple of articles that uh me and carlo were going over right before we decided to to, Uh, record here yeah to go in and, and record this fabulous episode and and maybe some of these jobs if you're going through a really hard time right now Maybe when we list some of these jobs, it might make you feel better about your job, or you might say, Jesus Christ, that's so true, because you're in that job. Maybe it'll inspire you to want to get a different job. I don't know. Maybe you hear somebody you... go like, that doesn't sound so bad. I'm going to try my hand at that. <laughs> Maybe we've encouraged you to jump into this job. But according to this website, and this was... Written by a Joanna Zambas, Zambias, uh, content manager and career expert for the website Career Addict. And she composed Career Addict. Career Addict. Yeah, like you're addicted to name. careers. I know. Like th- this must be for like all the workaholics. <laughs> so my mind went like, I'm an addict for pay. Yeah. It's like, okay, you workaholic much. Yeah. Um, I will do I will do smoke all of this uh, all of this uh, these drugs. Just give me all of this, <laughs> five bucks. I will get right off my ass. Five dollars. I'll swallow all these mushrooms. <laughs> oh god. So she she releases her Addict. top mushrooms are addictive. Well yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she releases her top twenty-five list and she starts it off with her number one. So her number one worst job is a telemarketer 
which I can totally see that. I mean, yeah. I mean, though, the telemarketers, they they just get so abused. And then you have to, you know, if you're one of the ones who are selling, it just hang up after all hang up of, after hang up, you know. All form of advertising is 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 abuse. It is just someone has been paid someone else to bother you. Yeah. Now, right. if this be a sticker on a windshield, whether this be a commercial on television, someone else got money to go like, hey, whatever you're doing, stop it. You need to buy a product. So it's already disgusting. But a telemarketer has to go in person. And mm-hmm. while say you and I have a conversation, if someone were just to like push me to the ground and start yelling at you, this is where you have to get your furniture from. That's what a telemarketer does. Yeah, basically. They break and- into your home and they demand you, you give money to a company that you weren't even talking to. You, and, they, and they do it and they do it in the most sacred of space your phone it's like do not bother me on my sacred iphone this is my device do not mess with it that's why i love the iphone because it says spam call on it or possible spam call yeah, I'm I, like, oh, scam thank likely. God. I like that one yeah i was like thank god that way i can just ignore it but see that's the other thing people also are ignoring those telemarketers out there number two I don't blame the people call. I blame the people are forcing (laughs) them to call. Yes, true. It's not, they're not, they're just the soldiers on the front line. Let's, let's always remember that. Hmm. Number two is a cleaner, which I can say. Like an assassin for hire or? Uh, No, not that kind of a cleaner, but uh, someone who goes in and basically uh, cleans your house. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I can see that as, as being a horrible kind of a thing. Um, I know a lot of people who do it and it's like, you know, the people who are paying them, some, some of those people are just jerks. Like they feel yeah. like they're entitled, like, Hey, I'm paying you to do this. And they leave a mess that is worse than anything else. And they're paying a minimal to do that. Um, yeah. That is not cool. Um, if you are one of those kind of people, you are a dipshit, sir, or madam, whoever you are. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're especially messy, and you're hiring a cleaner, let them know what they're getting into and pay them accordingly. Yes. If, if you're having someone tidy up a little bit that, and you're not going to, you're not going to pay them, you know, hundreds of dollars every time mm. you're they're tidying up. I get it. You're not, you don't want to spend that much money, but if you have like, like, Oh, I haven't done dishes in a week. You got that, right? You're, you're paying them more. You're yeah. paying them more than you're paying the person that just like, just, you know, dusts. And you know, like, that's not the same job. You are, you're adding exponentially, more work for them then you should be paying them exponentially more money mm-hmm. so yeah a cleaner is number two number three now this is you can tell this is a totally british uh written list here because number three and i'll explain what it is in a moment is a lorry driver and for those of you who are not familiar with a lorry driver that is a truck driver Uh, They call them lorries over there in the UK. Here we call them 18 wheelers, but a lorry driver, which I think, you know, that not, not only can that be a stressful job, but I mean, even though they do get paid well, there's a lot of danger in like you're trucking through like these snow torrential areas, like, you know, up in Ohio and Washington, where you get like feet upon feet of snow and, uh those roads are dangerous but yet they still want those deliveries type of thing but the other thing is it's an extremely extremely unhealthy lifestyle like you're not able to really get out they have a lot of health problems 
these drivers have a lot of health problems because yeah. they're just sitting like 15 hours a day or, or whatever. Uh, that's, that's stressful. That is stressful. Um, number four is a soldier. I don't think we need to explain a whole lot as to why that can be a bad job. Yeah. It's a wonderful job. It's a patriotic job, but it is a job that you can and possibly will die at. Um, and even if you don't, you will absolutely be forced through grueling PTSD inducing, mm -hmm. uh, conditioning to make you a soldier. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, famously referred to as killing the, killing the child in you and making, and building a building a new man from the piece the pieces left over or some shit like that. But like the idea of like, yeah, they beat you and abuse you until you behave they want, the way they want you to. That's part of being a soldier. Not, not for everybody. <laughs> yeah not for everyone but for some yeah. Yeah. number five a social worker i can totally see that having to go into someone's house and having yeah. to deal with like probably some horrible situations and having to deal with uh orphans. gotta be heartbreaking yeah you know orphans homeless uh abuse victims that can be extremely heartbreaking and also mentally tiring too uh to have to deal with that all the time uh, number six on this list is a customer service advisor. I think anything involving customer service is a shit job. <laughs> you know, like, because, you know, you have that, that false idea that the customer's always right. And some people actually. abuse the hell out of that. Yeah, because again, that's not a, that's not a good service thing. No. The customer's always right is absolute. That is an advertising thing. Mm-hmm. This product is for this use, but if people start using that product for something wrong, well, then that's what it's for. Lysol, home disinfectant, used for cleaning floors. Way back when, they start, some woman started putting it in her vagina. So Lysol started advertising that you can put it in your vagina. Later on, turned out, no, you fucking can't. Don't do that. And the advertising stopped, but they did for a while advertise that because in advertising, which is based on lies, deceit, and abusing you, always the customer is always right. Because if they want to, if they want to eat Tide Pods, cool. As long as they buy more and my numbers go up, all that matters to me. Yeah. In customer service, I want you to. I want to make sure you get the best possible uh, experience you can at my shop or in my store for my product. If you come in screaming at me and saying that I put my hamster in a microwave to dry him off after a bath and he died, you owe me a refund. No, I fucking don't. <laughs> Thanks for coming. We'll see you soon. I'll say it with a smile. But no, I fucking don't. Yeah, no. That's some customer things, service. Different the, thing. The customer, yeah, that, that yeah. can just be a nightmare. Yeah, um, the customer's always right. They wouldn't need to purchase a product or service from anybody else. No, this is true. They're not right. They don't know. So they have to purchase services and products from other people. <laughs> Number seven is a miner. Specifically on this list, it's a coal miner. I can yeah. totally see that. Or any yeah. kind of miner that's like, oh, I'm going deep beneath the earth. Uh, let's not worry about a total cave-in. That would, yeah. I or a, 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 a colorless, odorless gas leak that I won't know about until I'm dead. Yes, pretty much. So there is that. Number seven is a minor. Number eight, this one was kind of interesting, a slaughterhouse worker, because I never think about that. I don't think any of us like really think about that. But a slaughterhouse worker, yeah, that has to be 
pretty brutal to work in that type of environment yeah. you know as much as everyone, like, as much as in, i mean in texas there's some people like i only eat meat i eat nothing but meat 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 uh a lot of them if you were like all right cool mm-hmm. slaughter this animal all right and then go up to it and like it's got fur on it and it's moving yeah kill it skin it scrape the meat from the bone then you can cook it some people would and there's no problem with that and i'm not judging those who who, who are up to do that in the least but there are a lot of people that are all for for the uh, all for the sausage, and they're not too interested in how it's made. Yeah, exactly, and that's most of the way it works in that sense. But yeah, yep. like as someone who used to be a hunter, you know, I have a respect for that. But you know, you have to think there are entire farms that are just like they're slaughterhouses, uh, yep. and they have to do that all the time. And you got to deal with the screaming of animals all the time because I doubt mm-hmm. they're doing. A whole lot of things humanely in those slaughterhouses uh well, so there's no humanely is kind of a wrong word for it because it's just it's really neatly because they have like that injection thing that just pumps a bullet into the head and just kill and kills the creature very quickly whether or not it's instantaneous i don't care i don't know i, I don't know what that argument is but um or but they're not like running in with an axe and swinging wildly they're doing everything they can to keep the the trouble of it down i don't streaming. I, I, I don't know there's too many exposés out there that say you know like some people are just like extremely abusive in in these things they don't care yeah. um they just throw them in the machine alive type of thing which yeah. is brutal so that's kind of an issue for for me in that sense sure but yeah you know that's just uh i would imagine that'd be a very stressful uh job to have okay. and at some point a very horrible job to have Number nine, a promotional mascot, which I thought was pretty interesting, but I can totally see that because when you have mascots running around, you know, people love to abuse them. You know, they they think that they're just like kind of like walking toys and and teach, you know, treat them badly. But it's uh, a lot of it also is filled with ridicule and bullying and all this other stuff that kind of comes along with being a mascot. I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. Like, like, if I'm at Knotsbury Farm and Snoopy's there, I'd be like, Snoopy, high five, presidential handshake, maybe even a hug if it's like if it's a, yeah. a character I really like. I don't understand the instinct. Even characters like I dislike, I'm not gonna go to Disneyland and go like, hey, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Let me beat the dick. shit out of you. And <laughs> <laughs> just kick your head in and then yeah. degrade Beast you. Like, fun. Why did you try to kill Beast? You're a bastard. Like, just yeah, fuck. he's an actor in a costume. Calm the fuck down. Like, follow him around all day and like, hey, hey, did you ever think that this is the best your life is going to be? <laughs> like, being a mascot and like, you ever think that this is all you're ever going to amount to is a guy in a costume? <laughs> Like who the people get off to that? You can't get to be an actor. Yeah, is that going out? Is that working for you? Are your parents proud of you? (laughs) Like it's like what the fuck, man? Leave them alone. It's like, (laughs) but I can, but I don't understand people's obsession with wanting to abuse those people for some reason. I I just don't get that. Yeah, I, I remember I, w- I worked, uh, I was going to work very briefly at the Texas Renaissance Festival mm-hmm. uh, as a member of their Italian court. Uh, and I was going to be the, uh, they, they run the, because it's not historically accurate, obviously. No. So the idea is the Italian court is the, is the Borgia family and they're the mafia. So they're very like Tony Soprano, this is many years ago, very like that mafia, one was named Mario, one was named Luigi, it was a whole thing. 
Uh, and my character was that they they came up for with they came up for uh, for me was um, basically uh, Luke, Luke I think uh, Luca Brazzi like the the big like mumbly guy who uh, in uh, the Godfather where they have a scene where he's like, he's gonna go meet the Godfather so he's like practicing his eyes like uh, Godfather today on the this today the daughter's wedding I am I'm very glad to meet you. The actor was actually a mafia guy that they brought in for the sit for the role. He was not an actor, and he was really running his lines. And they were wooden and stilted because he was nervous to meet Marlon Brando, which made sense. He grew up with this like tough guy image of Marlon Brando, so he was terrified. I would be terrified yeah. to meet Marlon Brando. You know, shit. Yeah, it's Marlon Brando. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, my character is based on him. So I, I act really shy, and I had I had a little phrase book I would open up. So they would just tell me to do things by going like page thirty, and I go for page thirty. Uh, Luca, stop talking. You are making yourself look stupid. Do not read this out. Hmm. And then I would get quiet. So we had a bunch of things. They would just say a number, and then I would turn and just respond based on what's in the book. Mm -hmm. um, and while we were doing it, like, all right, just improv, do something, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll tell you what you're doing wrong, basically. Um, and someone they said a random number, so I went through the book. Says, uh, get them. Hmm. Oh, them? Okay. And I would start like walking towards them, like, okay, I guess I'll break their legs. And obviously, I'm not going to, I was going to touch anybody, obviously. But they're like, oh, no, you can't do that. If you do anything at all that implies you are okay, you are up for any kind of physical alteration, you are going to get jumped by 15 people. Yeah. Like, what? So, yeah, like, like, if you go up, like, if you like hug someone too aggressively, someone, they'll start kicking you. They think that's, al that's allowed. Why would they think that's allowed? And we you know, know what? That that's so very true. And it's not just with the mascots; it's with the actors in general. Uh, mm -hmm. Because I'll never forget. I had I uh, saw this once at a uh, actually twice. Once when I was in New York, I went to this thing called Your Eighties Prom, and it's basically just a massive dance. But they have these actors running around who are like eighties themed uh, students. So you have the foreign exchange student, you have the uh, the guy who's a Ronald Reagan fan, you have the home ec teacher, and one of them was a cheerleader. And, uh, you know, she's supposed to be the, the slutty cheerleader, and she's running around hugging on everybody. And she was mixing in the crowd, hugging on somebody. I shit you not, um, this woman hits her. And, and she got, she broke character because she was really mad and rightfully so because someone hits her and she's, you know, mad and she's saying, you know, we're just the entertainment, you know, but I don't know if that ever got resolved or they threw the lady out, but things like that do happen. And I can totally see that, especially for poor mascots, you know. You, you um, saw like, so it was like an interactive experience with actors mingling with the yeah. crowd. And someone just once walked. Someone walked him. Just hits her. Yeah, well, I, mean, I guess she. Like, hugged, That's she my husband. Hugged. How dare you, or some shit. Yeah, maybe that was the case. But I saw it, and I was like, "What the hell is going on here?" And that was just horrible. And I forget things yeah. like that happen when you're doing this type of thing. Um, I was like, "Wow, that is just awful." And then the other thing that that I'll never forget, and this was at Ren Fair. Um, mm -hmm. They had a magic show, so people are drunk, and it's it's a kid's magic show, and what happens is that the musician and the, the magician, not musician, the magician and mm -hmm. his 
assistant are doing this little gag or trick and and it's a little power ranger and it's between bringing up a child and it's like oh here's here's this power ranger or here's my beautiful assistant which one do you want type of thing it's a joke right with right. a trick and there's adults drunk adults in the background yelling why did you do that that's a horrible i'm like dude shut the fuck up you know Let's leave these people alone so mm. i just I, I hate shit like that so much you know I mean, when alcohol is involved, obviously, people are gonna, like people who can't drink properly are going to be shitty. But even like perfectly sober people, oddly, very willing to be dehumanizing for somebody like that. Oh, you're dressed up like the Bugs Bunny, like back at uh, Astroworld. I like a cartoon. I would constantly see people run up to Bugs Bunny back when we had Astroworld. We had Six Flags Astroworld, and they had all the Looney Tunes characters running around. And I would see someone run up and like knock into him, stomp on his foot, pull his ear, like. Bugs, fuck them up, man. Get the dynamite. I'm, I got your back, man. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll ride and die, motherfucker. Let's get them. Beat those little kids to fucking death. <laughs> and yeah, and so it's just it's just heartbreaking that people want to do that to people who who are or mascots and things like that. But yeah. moving on, I think we've shown enough support to our yeah. mascot uh, family out there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, being, you know, former, well, being actors ourselves, so we understand the horrors of it. But yep. number 10 is a traffic warden, which I can see that. Okay. People are gunning for you, even if you were telling them to stop. Uh, and then I'll, I'm yep. sure there's a lot of verbal abuse in that as well. Sure. Number 11 blew my mind, Carlo. I didn't think that this, there's a few on this list I did not think were real. But it blows my mind. Number 11 is a pet food taster. Okay. This is someone who is paid to actually eat pet food for a living. Do they get paid more if they're on a collar? I I don't know. I don't know okay. if they get paid more if they come dressed as a dog or cat. Oh, <laughs> Imagine the poor bastard who has to pretend they're a fish and they're like, mm, you know, <laughs> like, like lie down. I'm just going to sprinkle it. I'm, yeah, I'm the oh, no, I'm I service beat service it too it. much. And they roll over on their back. <laughs> like, oh, God. Did they give you a stomachache? Uh, yeah, really. No, no, no. Don't use your words. Okay. Bubble, bubble, bubble. It's <laughs> making sad noises. Bubbles. Like, and I'm like, what the hell? So yeah, there is someone that you actually pay to. I don't understand that. I I understand I'm because not... I understand the idea of I I understand as far as you don't want animal you don't want to have to have the tag on your you you want the thing that says not tested on animals, but it's if it's food for the animal. Yes, you do. Like it's mm -hmm. food, supposed to be food for animals, unless you're. Um, so I feel like the only way this makes sense is if it's specifically for companies that use fillers and fake food. Mm -hmm. Like if they're using like random bits of sawdust or something. Like we got to see it's makes it into the sure it's not. It, it's not so bad that it'll kill your dog. Yeah. If it doesn't food in it, <laughs> so we'll, we'll give it to like Buck over here. Here's a here's a forty. Here's a, a forty and a fifty. Drink up, go buy yourself some cigarettes later, eat the dog food. Mm -hmm. What's in it? Mostly clay. Clay, grass clippings, and meat flavor. Try it. Because, like, animal pet, like pet food doesn't taste good. 
it's not made for our taste buds. I, all I can imagine is like, oh, hey, it didn't kill the guy. Your dog will survive. <laughs> you yeah, know? that's what I'm but saying. But the only way that makes sense is if they're not giving them food, because if it was ground up rice and lamb, like the bags always fucking say it is, mm. then you don't need to test that. We know animals can eat eat rice and lamb. There's no problem. But if using like glue and old melted plastic, then yeah, you probably the cat might not be able to eat that. Let's have let's get Buck. Here's my cat. Kitty, martini. <laughs> so it's like, what the hell? And like that, that blew my mind that was even yep. there. Uh, you talk about needing some good health insurance there because that Jeez. is like the food poisoning involved that with that. Pay? And the explosive diarrhea, I imagine, that's coming along with it is just not going to, wow, that blew my mind. Here's one that's interesting. Do, we, do you know how much it pays though? Um, actually, no, we don't. That one is not really saying, but the next one is saying, Carlo, and I, okay. I'm going to tell you this, uh, it's also a job I just cannot get into. Um, yeah, so a portable toilet cleaner. So the odd houses or the porta potties, the person who has to clean that, and you got to think, yeah, that is... Yeah, that's a shit job. <laughs> Literally a shit job. But that one, ladies and gentlemen, on average, drum roll, da -da 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 -da, a 51K a year starting to be a porter potty cleaner. That's, that's not a bad pro. Actually, I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. In Texas, in some ISDs, independent school districts, that is the starting pay for teachers in some district a lot of shit in that job too yeah you better believe man you better believe being a former uh teacher myself yeah there, there definitely a lot of uh shits in that job but uh yeah nevertheless that's something that that kind of blows my mind uh so yeah that's a that's a thing starting at 51k huh interesting uh going on to number 13 roadkill collector i think that kind of says it all right there. <laughs> yeah. I want to jump into number 14 because I did not believe it was real. And even the person who wrote this starts off with, I didn't believe it either. So. Okay. Uh, this is an actual legitimate job. Number 14 is an animal masturbator. An animal <laughs> masturbator. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> now I did. I was like, what the fuck is an animal masturbator? And For like artificial insemination. Like we, we need to, man is a great horse. We need more of these guys. <laughs> we need to jack this thing off. Uh, yeah. Basically you're right. It is for stuff like where they need to collect semen uh, from animals for either fertilization or for, yeah. um, or for you know scientific testing experiments so they <clears throat> manually masturbate the animal most interesting. okay i'm going to now that's one i'd like to see what the hell the starting uh, <laughs> salary yeah. is on that what what is the price for like all right <laughs> you gotta go jack this bull off <laughs> yeah. like yeah. how much do you pay someone to do that uh 15 is a sewer cleaner 
16 is a crime scene cleaner, which I can both see those yeah. as being like, That's, yeah. That'd be rough. Uh, okay, so number 17, uh, and this one says it's the lowest wages in the food industry, and I totally believe this. Uh, fast food cook. Yep. Yeah, I can totally see that. Yep. But not going to be nice. Yeah. So that's that's kind of going without saying, so we'll just move on from that. Number 18 is a broadcaster, which I can totally see that because me and you were kind of talking about that uh, in the sense of something that's going to pop up a little bit later. Yeah. But yeah, broadcasters... Um, it's a vanishing industry. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, this one I thought was weird because it sounded almost as weird as the animal masturbator, except not as unrealistic was a a paint dry watcher so this is someone who actually watches paint dry wow for what <laughs> yeah this for is like how, paint companies what is like what would I, be... I guess so uh now the just the little write-up on this uh these folks literally watch paint dry for a living the purpose is to check how the color of matte and various other types of paint uh, change while they're drying. Um, okay. So yeah, so they will stare at a blank wall and watch the way the paint dries and if it causes any changes and, and things like that. So I was like, how weird. Uh, 20, and again, this one is a British list, yeah. is a guard at Buckingham Palace. That I, I don't. I'm not being a dick when I say that's. Yeah, it's the same thing with the mascots. Yeah, you wear a funny know. outfit and people are gonna be a dick to you at work. Exactly. Yeah. Twenty one is a pest control officer. I can see that. You know, just going yeah. and killing insects all day. Insects, snakes, uh, rabid creatures, various chemicals you have to work with. Sure, that makes sense. Twenty two is a logger someone who cuts wood for a living yep yeah i understand it's just it's just really dangerous yeah and it's physically demanding too that's a lot of yep. physical demand on yourself yeah 23 totally can agree with this as a taxi driver in high stress levels low <sighs> wages and also yeah. you also have a industry that's i'm not going to say it's going to completely die because i think that Taxi drivers. If they, don't, if they don't modernize, it'll die. Yeah, but I think taxi drivers, they have a lot of competition because like uh, you have Uber, you have Lyft, you have all these other get around yeah. services and taxi drive. No one says, oh, let me call you a taxi anymore. It's like, oh, do you have yeah. an Uber? Do you have a Lyft? Um, that type yeah. of thing. Not so much. Um, taxi. They've been trying to uh, shut down different uh to the different options because they have the uh, medallion system where they're like there's only this many taxi drivers mm -hmm. so if they don't have more cars for you tough you wait because we're the only game in town mm -hmm. um because they don't have enough jobs because they're not they don't feel like hiring anyone else. tough too bad we're not going to hire anyone you can only have this many medallions that system being set up to kind of be self-perpetuating all of these rideshare apps just like well fuck your entire system Plus, there are repercussions for being bad at your job, which there isn't in, as a taxi. I mean, if you're catastrophically bad, if you crash a lot, that's obviously bad. But if you're just a jerk to to people that ride with you, if you mess with the, if you take the long route just to make a little more money off them, uh, if you ignore their instructions, directions, or discuss or any uh, anything they bring up, you they can't do anything about it. Yeah. They just lose. They, that was a, you agreed to that with rideshare apps. 
you can absolutely do one star. We'll not worry, ride it with this person again. They're a problem. Number 24. They don't modernize their gun. Right. <laughs> Number 24 is a retail sales associate, which, yeah, anything working with service industry, retail, uh, fast food, that that's just going to be, yep. my heart kind of goes out to them. But it's, 90, 98 of 100 people are fine. 1% are really nice and you really look forward to serving them again. And 1% are garbage, the yeah. worst people. It's Absolutely. Just, for some reason, there's people just get really entitled. Like, uh, I bought a soda with free refills and I we split a sandwich. How dare you tell me that I have to pay for fries? Like, yeah. all the time, constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't this free? Oh, I God. asked for a water. What do you mean I can't have lemon, sugar, and uh, simple syrup to make my own lemonade? Why can't I? Because we serve lemonade, you idiot. Mm. Charging for lemonade. People. Come to my restaurant and you put lemon and sugar into your water. I'm going to bring you a lemonade and I'm going to fucking charge you. <laughs> I'm not doing that shit. Ugh. It's gross. You're stupid. People are, are strange things. Oh. Last but least on the list, number 25 of the top 25, according to Career Addicts, is an odor tester. So this is someone who gets paid to smell people's armpits and body odor and things like that. Wow. I just am floored at some of these jobs. If you're bitching about your job, I want you to think about the person who has to eat dog food. <laughs> I would like to, I would like to know how much that, that pays. Cause you know, I'm not, it, not to, not cause I'm like, Ooh, I, I'm eager to do that job, but I'd actually be really good at that. <laughs> I have a, I have a really good nose. It's a weirdly good nose. I can and I people will and I've been able like oh that motherfucker in a shower shower look at him filthy motherfucker from like across the room like I can smell I can smell a lot of stuff I have some, I am trying to think of a not gross example it's smelling people there's no gro- un, not gross example <laughs> the only thing is like oh that person changed their shampoo that's it that's it like the only non gross example of being able to smell people too well that has ever come up. Yeah, it's it's like I, I can't imagine getting paid to uh, sniff someone and tell you, oh my God, your arms smell your absolutely arms wretched. I think you need to go to a uh, a doctor. Oh, mm. uh, that that would be insane. Yeah, not not a great job. Um, there aren't there are a lot of shitty jobs and, and there's shitty opponents to even like fairly good jobs. Holy shit, so. Carlo, Carlo, Carlo. Let me yeah. I I did a little quick Google. So right. for an odor tester salary minimum in these here United States of America. Um <clears throat> get ready to quit your job. Seventy <laughs> K. Fuck yes, absolutely. <laughs> In my head, I was like, if he says anything over $70,000, he says $70,000, that was a number in my head. $70,000, i will quit my job, I'm going to do it right now. I can Se- do that from across a goddamn room. Seventy k. <laughs> I'm like a bloodhound. People. I have found people in crowds because of their pers- their, the way they sm- specifically smelled. Yeah. Like I, I, there was a, this woman I was seeing, I was able to track her down in a building. I, I could you smell, smell her specifically. <laughs> I was like, nope, there she is. I know she's in here. Wow, seventy k to sniff odors. Holy shit! I, um, 
I'm just curious how there's a, how do I become a smell tester? Minimum qualifications to become a odor tester includes a bachelor a, a bachelor degree in chemistry. Some empl- some employer I don't understand that some employers prefer uh, applicants with experience in the relative industry. Uh, for example, to be an odor tester or to be a uh, to work with a fragrance company. Um, of course, most people want you to have previous experience. Um, that's the little blurb it has here. That's just that's, insane. That's that true. is that's insane. just um, that's just that just says on your that's what you just have on your CV on your CV like I oh nepotism. I know somebody in the industry you have to give it me the job. My dad said give it to me. Wow, that's that anything crazy. any any job that has that that doesn't re- that doesn't actively require you to know something about the fucking subject matter. Well, that was kind of an interesting list there. We do have another list, and this one is more pertaining to jobs in the United States. That one was more of a global type of job thing. This one is uh, more of a U.S. type of job. But before we go into the worst U.S. jobs, Carlo, do you have any interesting stories about a shit job that you've had? Um... I, I do. I'm just. I, I don't want to bog down the conversation with a bunch of them. Uh, so I'm trying to think of think of like a a good example of a of a shit job I can bring up. Um, I'll, you have something in mind? Yeah, I can jump into two of them real quick. I'm just going to do short sure. versions because these lists are kind of like normally it's like 25 top 25 type of thing. Uh, but so absolute shit job that I've had and. It had a lot of safety concerns. I taught for, you know, I've been a teacher and uh, I've been with various ISDs and the worst job, a shit job I ever had was at a charter school. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with charter schools, these are schools that work like uh, a regular school, except they are not they're They have a license to teach. Um, certain types of children they can be more selective they can kind of run like a pub like a private school but with in a public school setting it's really weird um and they're normally run as kind of like a corporation not so much as a school or school board or an isd where you have a hierarchy uh with charter schools you have these uh board of directors who are investors really into this kind of a scheme of of educational scheme it just blows my mind that that they're even allowed to operate but they also make their own rules and uh, i shit you not i went to work for this charter school and i stayed there only a month it was the worst job i had ever had it was completely miserable they had an extremely high turnover rate like teachers would in and out of there like nothing because it was just a shitty environment when now and this is how crap i should have known i was in trouble the minute the minute i heard this in the orientation was um 
they were talking about because in in texas if you suspect that there is a inappropriate relationship occurring they tell you as a teacher your first obligation is to call cps and then inform the school right and that's with anyone who is licensed as a teacher in texas well at this particular charter school (laughs) it was oh if you suspect an inappropriate relationship uh go to us first because we may know something that you don't before you go reporting it and i was like what the fuck that's not how this works at all you you know the state of texas says you have to do this and you're saying oh let's go to the people who are going to sweep it up first before you report anything which is how they got around a lot of like their numbers and things like that they hid a lot of things uh especially like when it came to grades like i could be failing a student who rightfully is failing right Mm -hmm. like they, they are just not doing the work they're not you know they are failing okay what they will do is in texas teachers have complete control of their grade book with charter schools your thing that's like whatever they call their fake principles have control of their grade book so at the end of that semester when it comes time for grades they will change the grades what the fuck why is that okay i don't know but apparently that's the way they operate so these things really and it was a miserable environment because the kids knew that they weren't going to fail the kids knew that they weren't going to be disciplined i shit you not i swear to god i i it was mind-boggling there is this incident that happened um where a kid came to the school with alcohol and drunk and it was two weeks later and they still had not disciplined the kid yeah i was like what the hell is wrong with y'all i mean that is serious you have a child who is drunk and on campus and you and I was like, that no. should that should already be a, a call to, to child protective services. Yeah, no, I mean, some presumably someone gave him that alcohol. That should be addressed. Yeah, or he got Who it somehow. And like, you need to know, like, and and then two, the fact that you came to school drunk is a problem. Um, yeah. You, it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. That was one of the worst jobs I ever worked at. And, you know, and when I was younger, I did manual labor, too. I mean, I was a janitor for a church for a little bit, and I was a, uh, I helped install uh, central air and heating for a while. This is when I was much, much younger in my teens. I did some manual labor work that told me, hey, I want to work in the air conditioning. And then, too, but that was the worst because of the way that they, they were handling things. I'm like, this is a danger. This just isn't a danger to these kids, but this is a danger to me because if anything like this ever happens and I'm the reporting teacher and they're not doing anything about it, yeah. I know if it blows up, 
Bill Bernier. They're going to be like, hey, oh, it's this teacher's fault. When in reality, they knew and they weren't doing anything about it. It's like this is a non-safe environment. So my worst experience was at a charter school because it was just absolutely disgusting. Disgusting. So I I stay there for a month and I'm like, boom, I'm bouncing. And I left because I was like, this is unsafe for me and it is unsafe uh, for these kids. And I'm not going to, you know, be involved with that. So that's me <clears throat> yay okay yeah. um hmm. well I, to, for somebody to share i guess i'll go with because i've i've mostly de- been in service industry for most of my uh mm-hmm. uh working uh working life mm-hmm. um i guess one that really it wasn't so much the, the job started well because initially um i'm not gonna name any names here initially um as, which was a, a smart thing to do. He, the ownership didn't declare our tips. All the tips were just disappeared. Like we didn't get tips as far as anyone was concerned. Oh wow! So we were all paid a paid a, a, a fairly a pretty fair wage uh, for what the work was. But we just kept our tips. We just kept out tipped out in cash. We didn't get massive tips, but still like we got paid. Like they were they were actually tips because they weren't. It's gratuity. If it's tipped, it's not. It's not a, if it's if it's taxed, then you're just taking that's just taking money for somebody who doesn't have any. But it was actually on top of everything, so it's just private individual. Someone just gave me money. That's all it was. It's a private transaction, so it wasn't getting taxed, um, as opposed to a wage, which should be taxed, which was taxed because we were given a decent wage. Um, but eventually, that t- got taken away. So my money, the price of to, my, the pay I got per hour dropped dramatically, and. I was, we were treated like we were the ones who caused this. It's like, it was like, well, that, there's less money coming in. Like, okay, so you were definitely taking some of that tips because there was, there's no less money coming in. You were lying about how much money you, can, you, t- you, you took in and paid the taxes accordingly. You're mad because you're having to pay taxes with something else, which means you, you were keeping some of the ta- tip money. That's what that means. Otherwise, this doesn't cost you anymore. Now and you're going to take it out on us, so we have to work harder now for less money. That is irrevocably, inarguably, that's what happened. We were getting, starting to get paid less. He didn't raise our, our our hourly wage to compensate for it. He just said, "Well, now you're getting paid less. Deal with it." And here's other shit you have to do. Um, we ended. Uh, it ended up one of the girls that was working there wasn't very good at the job, but she was working there. Um, he started like paying the job. The owner started paying a lot of attention to her. Uh, and offered her this uh, a not a promotion, but like work in this other area, make in the baked goods of the restaurant. Just do, just do baked goods. You don't have to actually make them. That's hard. We have women to do that. We're just gonna have you take orders for them. You don't have to do delivery because Carlo does delivery. He he has to drive them out to these places. All you're gonna do is when people call, you make sure that you got that we make that we make the cookie that they're asking for. When you're not here, everyone else will do that too. But you will be on salary. So the only thing she did was if they contacted her directly, they go, she got an email and somebody like, I want a cookie and I want it to look like this. And she would get an email and then she would tell these other women to make it. But if they called, she wasn't responsible for that. We were all responsible for that. and had to do everything she did in addition to the rest of our job. Uh, then he bought her a car and started paying for her apartment. And I remember sitting down with her and a friend of mine, the three of us sat there and I was like, all right, this is a shelf life. Um, you are being paid to fuck him. That's what's happening. No matter what you ever say, and like, oh, I built something. No, you didn't. 
He already had a successful business before you came. You changed nothing. You just put, you just put, he's just putting your face on it. In exchange, you have to fuck him. That's what you're doing. I'm not going to, I'm going to say don't. Fine. Do what you're young. Do what you're going to do. Whatever. Make your money. All this was fine. We, we sell a lot of cookies. Blah, blah, blah. Um, later on, she stopped showing up. Like, she stopped working a regular shift. So she just did the cookie thing. And again, she answered emails and made sure the cookies, that's all she did. And she took pictures of them. She usually would take really bad pictures of them. And then I would take a picture of them, and then she would post that on the Instagram. So she's not getting an additional payment for running the, uh, the social media for the shop. Because she would take bad pictures, then I would take a good picture, and then she would get that picture, put that on, and put that on. Um, then uh, about like a, two, three months into this, she starts cheating on the boss with this dude that she takes like a, a, a dance class with. And she starts telling him, and then the boss would go like, hey, why aren't you answering my phone calls? Because he's obsessive and like controlling and needs to be in every part of her life, thus paying the rent in the car for her. Remember, that's how controlling is. Um, why aren't you answering my phone? Where were you? And her response is, Carl and I went to go do something. We did it. We did a thing. And the next morning she would, con she would come in, come into work. She came in sometimes just to tell me if the boss asks what happened, you and I went to go see this movie, or you and I went to go see, a, went to a fair, or you and I went to a thing. Reality, the whole time she's fucking this dude. That's what she's doing. But I have to keep up the serrate of it because she flat out tells me, well, if I tell him, you know, he's going to fire you, right? Because I'm going to tell him you're lying, and he'll fire you. So I'll have to give him my job. So I would be without a job. And again, it's not a shit job if you can just walk away and get an equally good job. It's a shit job if you're stuck. I couldn't give up that much money, so I had to put up with this shit for a couple of years. Wow. Everyone's like, yeah, we did a thing. It was here. It was fun. It was great. I saw her, and we hung out. It's fantastic. While she just, like, fucking around on this dude over and over and over and over again. <clears throat> Well, that sounds yeah. more dramatic than uh, <laughs> I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Wow. Well, that will, does sound like a bad job. But I'm, especially yeah. when you got to live in that drama-filled environment. Like, yeah. uh, I, I'll never forget, like, I hated... There's a job I had, and there was a guy who was just an extremely angry person. And mm -hmm. one of the things that made that particular job miserable was that he would get these phone calls from his wife right and he would start yelling at her like is if no one else was around he would start yelling at her and we're forced to listen and watch this have this man watch have a, a shit fit with his wife mm -hmm. on the phone and, and they spoke some other language, but it was obviously a fight. And then what would end up happening is he would hang up and he would get mad. And then he would take that anger out on us by making us do these stupid assignments and things like that. So he was just a horrible human being and was just someone who needed a lot of anger management type of thing. And he was very much a, a just a putz, just a total putz. Um, and an asshole like that so that that was kind of a big big issue and and he made that job very miserable so i understand you know it's a good job it pays and you're stuck in this shit kind of situation 
because you have someone who's insane and they were higher yeah. up. So it's like, you need to get your shit together, you know? So it's just, I've never understood jobs that hire shit managers or have the wrong person in the, in a good position because it's just, they make everyone's life miserable. I, for restaurants, um, I can speak to that. Uh, it is always disinterested and inept ownership because good management, because I've worked in, a, in, in restaurants where they just, they put someone in as management and they're just like, just deal with it. I'm not going to look at it. And they just don't care. Or they just, well, I chose you because I like you. So whatever you say is law and our personal relationship is overse- will oversee our, my professional relationship. I, should I look at, am I making as much money with you as manager? Are my co are your coworkers, not your underlings, your coworkers, are they happy with you as manager? Is this going well? Hmm. If the, they don't look at it and they just let that go, that's because they're not, they're not fucking paying attention. They're not good at being ownership. And that'll, yeah. run, that'll fuck up a restaurant for a good long while. Um, a restaurant I, I went, I was working to, to, again, not to be specific, a restaurant I was working at, um, this one manager just disliked me. At one point, I, I was there, it was very early on in the, relation, in the, in the restaurants existing. Um, I was there day one, doors open. Uh, I've opened a few restaurants in my time, you know this. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, and I'm not, as, not as management, but just as like, I'm here as a delivery, I'm here as a uh, buster. I'm, I'm here in some restaurant pit capacity and I've been there at the beginning of a lot of restaurants, of a few restaurants in, in the city, because we have a lot of them. Um, and she just never, never liked me. She just personally disliked me. Um, and I know I never found out where this came from. The only thing I can think of is a couple of months in, they did a big purge. They hired a bunch of people because like we, because you don't know how busy you're going to be at the beginning. You uh, ideally, ideally it's going to be extremely busy and you need a lot of servers at any given moment because you need like 15 people under ideally, not realistically, but that's what you're hoping. So they start whittling it down. So it's like everyone who got in, like you're all interested, you're all like, uh, you, you have the right vibe, you have the work ethic, you have the experience. We think you're going to make a good team. Here's everybody. And then, you know what? This person doesn't actually show up for ships. They're out. This person uh, doesn't seem to really get our vibe. This person doesn't get the menu. This person is rude to customers. And you whittle it down. And it, when it uh, whittled down from like, I think of it, like maybe 18 people, quickly 15, quickly 12. And um, I had gotten, a, I was set in for like a, a week long, a long vacation. I was gonna come back weekend later. I come back and out of the four men that worked there, there was now one man that worked in the ser- as the server. It's four mm-hmm. women and one man. Every other dude got cut. And I found out later for one of the managers, she had argued that I should go too, but she didn't have a reason why. Because they're like, oh, is he not making money? No, he's one of our top uh, uh, earners. Well, does he get good tips? He's a topper. He gets a top uh, earner in tips. Does he have a good, like, yeah, he has, a, he has a great knowledge of the food and the drink. Why don't you want him here? And it was all, the only thing I could t- think of was because you wanted all the other guys, to be fair, one dude didn't bathe, one dude was an asshole and misogynist uh, uh, prick to all of the other uh, servers. Uh, the other guy was very old and he was a very sweet man, but he was just really slow and, and very hard of hearing in a very loud restaurant. So I get if you're going to cut some guys, I get why they're all cut. Cool. But there was no reason for me to be cut. She just didn't like me. Um, and uh, we, the restaurant was, had a very relaxed policy of like, once you're off work, have a drink. It's fine. If you're on, during the shift, every once in a while, we'll do a shot together as a family. Uh, like, hey, it's a rough night. Everyone come by. We'll grab a shot. Knock it back. Get out there. You're doing great. Uh, do you want a drink? Here's a Coca-Cola. We're not going to charge you for that. 
It's we're, we're it's a relaxed family business. But she would go up, get a shot and a beer, or uh, like a or a cocktail with a bunch of alcohol in it regularly. And it got to a point where uh, there was a couple of nights where she would just start yelling at me. And I'm not gonna, I'm not fighting. I'm like, yes, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll get right on that. And there was one point where I was welcoming, I was welcoming a table. Hi, welcome to the restaurant. We hope you have a great time. I'm Carl. I'll be taking care of you. If you have any questions at all. And she walks up in front of them, in, in view of this of this couple on a date where I'm making a little joke about welcome to the welcome to the party kind of joke. She walks up, puts her hand on the table, and points at me in front of a couple on a date. Think of that if you are on a, on a date with someone. And as some, the server is greeting you and makes a little joke. You're laughing. It's a funny enough joke that you're laughing. You're enjoying yourself. And the manager comes up, puts your hand on your table, like slams her hand down and points at the server and points to the to a dark corner. So he has, I'm so sorry. I think I made a little mistake here. Uh, I'll be right back. I'll take care of you in just a moment. And I have to go over there for her to yell at me and tells me I don't need to be saying that sort of thing in, in front of customers. I apologize for her. I should not have done that in front of a customer. Hmm. Wow. Also, she was drunk. She oh. was actively <laughs> sloppy drunk. And I have to just nod like, of course, I'm so sorry. I wasn't thinking. I just, I just, I say, I, I apologize on uh, as instinct. Whenever something seems amiss with anything, I apologize to everyone. I just assume it's my fault. You should. Okay. Uh, I'm, um, May I get back to my tables? Thank you, because we were swamped. I had like eight tables. I had to be somewhere. I didn't have time to be yelled at for no fucking reason. Um, and one of the chefs was like, is she, she drunk? I'm like, oh, it's not nearly as bad as it's been before, which was true. And he went around asking the servers and they were like, oh my God, this is, she, like, she's actively drunk. Hmm. That happened, and that happens. And everyone's like, yeah, that happens. That happens on occasion, yeah. Yeah, so sometimes she gets unreasonably drunk here. Um, chef, uh, one of the chefs, again, he took it to management. He's like, are you guys aware of this? And they're like, no. Next day I walked in, and the other manager who had, who had talked to me about it, like, I don't know why she hates you. She just does. So just stay out of her, off, off her radar. Don't go around. I'm going to schedule it so that you usually work with me. Like, he did everything he could. And he was just like, I'm going to separate you. Like like a like a guppy from that fucking piranha. I'll put you in another tank. <laughs> and he told me like, "All right, don't respond to this. Like, okay, don't react. She don't work here no more." And I made a little happy noise, like a like a little happy noise. Happy <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't start. Happy I didn't start dancing. I didn't start standing dancing right away. But some of the co my coworkers did notice after that night. I dance at work a lot. There you go. <laughs> Well, I'm going to jump into the uh, 25 top worst jobs in the United States. Okay. And this is presented through USA Today and written by, huh? We're gonna, uh, it's, a, it's a long list. We're going to have to burn this down quick. Let's yeah, we're, we're going <laughs> <we're gonna> to really, <laughs> really water this one down. So I may skip a few too. Uh, this is written by Grant uh, Sun... Uh, Sunson, Sunson, Grant Sunson, who is a twenty-four-seven Wall Street. So this is a pickup article, um, and we it starts off with number twenty-five, which is a photographer. I can totally see this and agree this and, and jump 
behind this pick. Uh, being a photographer is very difficult nowadays because one, the, the medium pay isn't that great. It's about 34K a year. So this is more like a side hustle type of thing uh, that could yeah. add on to your regular type of thing. But the other thing is the technology nowadays, like you can use your phone as yeah. a camera and any amateur can become a photographer or a self-proclaimed photographer because now they have that available to them, whether it's iPhone or Samsung or whatever, you know, they have this little device that in their mind, oh, I'm a photographer. And yeah. some people will dab into getting better equipment and amateur photography. But the other thing is, you know, it's, it's, it's an, it's a profession that struggles to keep up because mm -hmm. of technology, which yeah. I can totally see that I can totally see that. Not to discredit the 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 role of the artist in in photography. No, no, because yeah, I'm a photographer that's the, myself. But that's the yeah. that's the main difference because you you can you have like all these shutter speeds and cameras and lenses and like I put all this effort into it. My phone five years ago, myself uh, the cell phone was able to use to release a major motion picture from a cell phone. Yeah, it's only gotten better. Is is keeping up? So technology the technology gap is is zero. It's closed mm -hmm. now. Like whatever. Point one for something that only a, an artist can see like yeah but this red plating does this something sure but you're the people that are paying you aren't going to pay that money because they don't see the difference yeah no absolutely so it's kind of um it's kind of interesting um and heartbreaking at the same time because photographer to be a photographer one time used to be like the big one of the biggest jobs ever like you could make really good money off of that and so i'm not to say that people don't some people really do but it's a lot harder nowadays because technology is constantly changing. Technology is more accessible. Uh, like I said, you, more pictures today are taken on your phone rather than with a Canon or a Nikon. And it's actually mm -hmm. pronounced Nikon, not Nikon. So just for a little, you know, now you know moment, Nikon. Uh, <laughs> for those people yes, who are like, oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God! It's that's not right. No, it, it you is. You said it wrong. No, I said it right. Here in America, we call it Nikon, but it's actually pronounced Nikon. Uh, so that's a uh, that's that's something I can totally agree with. Number twenty-four. You just talked all about it. Carlo is fast. Is a food server, uh, not fast food or anything. Just a food server in general, with the average annual wage of about twenty-three k a year. Yep um it is, it is projected to have a plus 10 percent job growth in the up to the 2026 type of thing mm -hmm. uh, so it's looking it is something that is in demand but yeah. not paying quite in that demand yeah, area it, it doesn't pay much there's always because there's high turnover and there's a lot of um there's always going to be more and more food service professionals like they have to be because we're going to have uh for every like little developed neighbor like a little de neighborhood development or planned community or whenever they burn they they tear down a, a a poor community to put up a overpriced one every time they do that that's 50 to 60 new restaurants that they have to have oh yeah that they have to have like I, I can't go to just three restaurants i need many options mm -hmm. and each one has to have people working at it yeah it's just considered a but then you stop doing that you're supposed to, you have to, you're, you're not allowed to just do that as a career. You have to do something else. Yeah. And, and just to go back up to the photographer, because I didn't do this with the uh, photographer one, you know, the job growth for that one from like now until 2026 
is only 5.6%. So the demand is less because of the whole technology thing and how technology has really gapped uh, and brought a lot of things closer than and closed up that demand. Um, so that's just kind of an interesting point right there. Number 23, and I'm gonna put number 23 and number 24 in the same category type of thing, but I'm going to argue with number, I'm sorry, number 23 and number 22 in the same category, but I'm going to argue out 22 a little bit is uh, a roofer and a welder. Now I'm going to skip over the roofer and go into the welder because I don't, I don't agree with their annual, with their minimum salary, which is 41K. I think it's a lot more than that. I can totally understand it being one of the worst jobs. It is definitely a challenging job. And it is a job that is in major demand. Like um, there are a huge, huge demand for welders. And it is a dangerous job. It really can be. But I think that salary range that they're starting off at, that's I think that's pretty low for a welder. Yeah, I, I feel like I always hear about um, the job being like compensated well. And occasionally there being the, uh, well, we'll ship you off to a oil platform somewhere and go out there and you're going to weld everything for over the course of three months. And then we'll pay you enough for six more months to not have to do anything else. Um, and that being a drawback, certainly, but it, 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 that number feels low. Uh, but as a, as the far more left leaning person in the room anyways, of course I pay, I feel like everyone's paid too little. Yeah. There you go. Uh, everyone I mean, that actually true, work, all these, these are all people that actually work for a living. We're not talking about CEOs and owners and people who just, or landlords, people who actually have a job and have to work for a living are paid, aren't paid enough. That's for sure. Um, number 21 is a water transportation worker. At first, I was confused as to what this was, but this is basically like air traffic control, but for the water. And uh, um, this actually has a pretty good starting salary of 54K, okay. um, which, again, that's pretty comparable to what most teachers get started at here in Texas. Yeah. Uh, this is a high stress level job because, of course, just like, hey, I made a mistake in the sky and now everyone's dead. I made a mistake in the water and now everyone's dead yeah. <laughs> and the product is lost as well. So it's someone who kind of um, pilots out, you know, plotting of boats and, and other watercrafts for transportation purposes because i think sure. all of us forget about that number 20 is a brick mason or someone who lays brick back in the day like they used to call it oh, um, okay. and this is mostly and now this actually has a a pretty decent and high starting salary range which is uh you can about 50k a year but it's physical demanding physically demanding and the other thing is this is kind of seasonal too depending on where you live because when it's really cold, you can't really do a whole lot. Uh, but it's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. So there's that one. Number 19, automobile mechanic. Yeah, I get hmm. that. Um, number 18 
is a buyer. Now, this was kind of weird when me and Carla were going through this list. We, I was thinking like a financial buyer of some sort, like stocks and trades and stuff like that. And no, this is actually a, a buyer, like someone who buys for warehouses and wholesalers and groceries and stuff like that. And uh, the reason this has become such a uh, worse job isn't because it's a horrible job in any way, but it's a job that is mostly being outsourced and is automated. Like a lot of this is just being done by computers now. And so you don't need as many people in this industry. Right. So it's kind of phasing itself out. So that's one of the things why it's considered one of the worst jobs because it's a job market that is being phased out basically sure you know 17 is a tuck truck i cannot speak today carlo uh 17 is a truck driver i can dig it okay yeah that's Mm -hmm. i I, I knew a guy who was gonna who wanted to go into that i don't know if he ever did though Mm -hmm. he was he was more of a family man that i i think than he wanted to admit he didn't want to be away from his family that long oh well there you go Number which, six, is, which is a hardship of that job like it's yeah no i mean you're on the road all the time and it's also kind of an unhealthy lifestyle because you're mostly living off of like truck stop foods and things like that because you're constantly yeah. you know you guys stop here you got to eat this is the only thing available it's not like there's a lot of healthy options out there mm-hmm. uh, so that's kind of a problem um 16 is a construction laborer I can yep. dig that. Yeah, I can totally dig that. And it's dangerous. You're working outside it. in the heat, cold, or whatever, or what have you. Mm-hmm. And you can die at it too. Yeah, very dangerous. 15, same thing as, uh, you know, 16 there is a dock worker. Yep. 14 is a bus driver, which, yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. That bus driver, every bus driver I've ever met since, uh, has always been like, that job sucks real bad. Yeah. 13 is going to be a chef. 12, 12 kind of bothered me because these guys are looked up to so much. So I don't know if I, if I like it being on the worst jobs list, but it's a firefighter. Well, there are fringe benefits, pancakes, and you're allowed to just sleep with anybody because you're a firefighter. There you go. Um, but you can die at it. Don't get me you wrong. Can definitely job, die you can definitely die. You can definitely die in a fire. And, and there's the like... Uh, like you can die as a roofer, absolutely, but that like something went wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do everything right, and but at one point or another, as a firefighter, your job is walk into that walk into the gates of hell, and if you're lucky, save a life, or just get out alive. Yeah, like that 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 becomes a very real possibility with your job, and you got to just go, yep. And you're not thinking I'm doing it like for the money. Like I got I better get paid this much. It does take a little bit of steel in the in the in the soul to like walk into a fire. You, yeah. you can't deny it. No, absolutely. So I, I can definitely see that being like that. That makes it less than ideal. That makes it a job that not everyone's going to be up for. The second one that also matched the world or British <laughs> list is going to be pest control. The first one being a truck driver, which is also a lorry driver, according to the other list. Yeah. But number eleven is pest control worker. Same reasons as the other one. Absolutely. Um, something venomous, so I'm going to bite you. Yeah. Badgers. That's English. Those were badgers. Badgers are a problem. Yeah. 10, a painter, which I guess would just be as bad as being a uh, a paint 
dryer watcher type of thing. <laughs> no, they, they pay that. Is it dry uh, yet? Not my job. Not my <laughs> job. You pay someone else to dry it. You know, uh, have some pay someone else to watch it. Number nine is an advertising salesperson, which I see that. And that's mostly because that industry is kind of dying off in the sense of yeah. like, you don't have to call up people to get them to advertise in your paper magazine, seeing that Dead Tree Media is kind of dying out. But also yep. the fact that it's a lot easier to kind of get, but people will come to you. Like if you have a podcast that has thousands upon thousands or millions of listeners, hey, that those are the guys you want to pay to advertise your product. So now the product is coming to you instead of the other way around. So I can kind of see that. Yeah. Number eight is a broadcaster. I think we don't need to say much on that one. <laughs> yeah, I did. No. I, I did. I really did really want to go to college for broadcasting. Yeah. It was a good thing you didn't. There you go. <laughs> I guess. I still uh, liked it. The same thing with uh, this this one, which is number seven, a disc jockey or DJ. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about the DJs that are in the clubs or in the, you know, uh, at the house yeah. party, which... Or, was, an actual DJ is far more useful than a music, yeah. uh, than a, a, someone with an iPod. The, these are the... I'm taking music off my, my, off my phone. Pay me. Yeah. This is a disc jockey that is someone who is a radio personality. Uh, more and more radio shows are just kind of not having hosts. Um, it's becoming very difficult. I mean, yep. and it's it's a cost. So they're kind of cutting those positions out. Uh, I know you look at things uh, such as the internet radio, they don't have DJs because why? You know, just play music, commercial, music, music, music maybe two commercials you don't need the talking head type of thing yeah. so that's that's kind of the the issue there although it has a a pretty decent expected job growth which doesn't make a whole lot of sense which is at 11 percent from now until 2026 but this is one of those jobs where hey you're a personality in you know let's say cincinnati for two or three years and then they drop your ass and now you got to go over to milwaukee and your personality there for maybe a year and they drop you and now you're down in florida and you're like oh fuck me i'm in florida <laughs> yep. and you're the personality for a radio show for there for like maybe seven years and then after seven years they drop you and you know maybe you're in houston or new orleans for a few years so it's one of those where you go where the money is type of situation yep. and it's not always very uh lucrative type of thing so it's a disc jockey and uh that's kind of interesting but understandable number six is a corrections officer i can totally yeah. fucking see that um having to deal with all that shit that's just redundant yep. um number five military which is the same as the other uh list to be in to be yep. a soldier or military personnel yep number four same as the other list retail salesperson totally see that yeah yep one of those things where people just dehumanize you right away yeah <laughs> You're Number... trying to help me buy something? How mm -hmm. fucking dare you? I'm going to shit on the floor of this Macy's. Yes. 
Fuck you and your helpfulness. Number three, this one was surprising, but I can get it, is a newspaper reporter. And that's mostly because, you know, Dead Tree Media is mostly dying out. Um, yeah. Print work is dying out, magazines, things like that. It, it's so, just kind of, and it's, it's just hard to argue to for to last. Like, why? What is it doing that isn't a slower version of some of another media? Yeah, and and like reporters and journalists are important. I'm just, you know, it is probably become a harder job to kind of break into and make a living mm, nowadays. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, that used to be the, you know, a really, really big job. You know, that was a big deal. And now this yeah. one is looking from now until 2026 to be a um, projected growth of 10%. So we'll see. No, I'm lying. A negative 10%. So, wow, that's that's less going the other yeah, way. Yeah, full on just but, dropping. Yeah. yeah. A logger. Uh, it's number two, so someone who puts wood, yeah. And now this one is interesting because it is showing a negative twelve percent drop. We're running out of trees between now. Yeah, when you're out of trees, what the fuck can you log? But I think a lot of that is going to automation as well. So, and you know, that's kind of a an an issue. Um, So that's kind of interesting number one are we ready for number one carlo let's go number one Woo! number one is a taxi driver which yeah. is also on the other list yep and i can see that so you know the whole uber lyft is your competition you know your putts as a cat taxi driver now we're going to improve the economy huh? <laughs> and they need to improve the economy with a, with a living wage oh yeah absolutely <laughs> So now we are about to sign off because <laughs> we have. I need a beer. <laughs> yes, we. I think we both need a beer and uh, just to end the end this because we've been going at it for a minute. So yeah. Until next time, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you've been listening to VCR. Blueberries. <laughs> 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 Need a clean space? Call a clean space for you in multi services and ask for our friend Rachel. They can be contacted at 832 297 1704 or you can email them at a clean space for you at gmail.com. Need some sweet treats for your next big event or maybe you just have a sweet tooth? Check out Skippity Cakes. That's Skippity Cakes. S K I P P I T Y C A K E S dot com. Check them out for all of your sweet treat needs. Things such as cakes, cupcakes, and cake pops. Also, check them out for their varieties of face masks, t shirts, and coffee mugs. You can also contact them at 281 221 9703. That's 281-221-9703. Again, that's Skippity Cakes. Say hi to our friend Rosie for us. You've been listening to VCR, creative content by Richard Christopher Vara and Carlo Manuel Magana. The logo created by Richard Christopher Vara with assistance from Annie Ramirez. The theme song is The Messenger by Silent Partner and can be found on YouTube Music Library. 
You can follow us on our social media platforms, such as Twitter and Instagram, at The VCR Show. You can also email us your thoughts, comments, and concerns to thevcrshow at gmail.com.